listen to where that like little jingle song is from from yeah. Lyle the Crocodile when when this woman is using TikTok I'm literally I don't understand which side she's on because this has been viral for like half a year from like her favorite Shawn Mendes so I was like if she watches videos like you know edits of Shawn Mendes yeah. being like half naked isn't the song Why there? Is this not there yeah guys I'm in love with Shawn Mendes if you're listening to that Shawn like yeah. just Call us. Like, slide into my DMs, please. You're going to be the second best thing after me. Uh, like, Camilla, yeah. cool. Why are you back together with <laughs> Well, that's why I'm, I'm recording the jingle. But then maybe in a couple of episodes. Maybe we'll be he... in a lawsuit with him. That's oh, kind of no. cute. Oh, no. <laughs> and then you fall in love. Yeah, exactly. That's actually good. And he settles it all. He's like, no, it's okay. You guys can use it. Yeah. And then he pays us. Yeah. That's, that's great. That but was I, not a paid uh, advertisement for Shawn Mendes or Lyle the Crocodile, just so you know. I haven't even watched the movie. Is have it you? Lyle the Crocodile? I think it's like Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, something, yeah, something no, weird like that. Me neither. Do I look like a person who's gonna watch it? Like, I don't think so. You're just on that side of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just really happy about this sound. But honestly, there was like so many remixes of that. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're gonna no make another one. We're gonna make another one. So it's gonna be like, la, 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 welcome. That's yeah, exactly. So... When you're listening to this, it's already like part of the other episodes, this yeah. like, whole jingle. But like we're recording episode four and we're still trying to figure out the jingle just so you guys like get the time frame here. Yeah. Well, at least we're not drunk this time. I think that's already <laughs> progress because first I feel like we were so like nervous that even... We had to when, drink a whole bottle of wine. We didn't to plan record. to. We just, it was just night. It was cozy. And we were like, okay, I think we should do that. Yeah. But yeah, now we're actually on water. Hot yeah, girl exactly. summer, 20 degrees in Amsterdam. Literally, it's beautiful outside. We just got flowers. Mm-hmm. We're recording an episode before we go out again and enjoy the sun while it lasts. Well, actually, I think it's a great beginning of our episode because today we're going to talk about moving abroad yeah. and like moving, immigrating, whatever you want to call it. Because never have I ever, if that's a literal saying, <laughs> I'm not sure, thought that I would be a girl who goes to a friend's house on a Saturday afternoon goes to flower market, picks flowers, enjoying life, having her coffee. Like, I never thought that would be my life. No, me neither. And it actually could never be that if I wouldn't... I, my grammar is really bad here. Can you help me? If you like, had never moved, mm-hmm. your life would yeah. be <laughs> A reminder that I'm non-native. But, but yeah, but she knows better, so yeah. So yeah, that's actually, I think, a great beginning because we just... Great segue there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, maybe you can start with your life situation <laughs> because Anna's <laughs> life is much more interesting in terms of her moving stages. Yeah, so. so I moved around quite a bit. I mean, compared to some people, not really. Most but people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I moved first when I was nine years old. I moved again when I was 13. Then I moved again when I was 18. And then last time I moved was when I was... 20 mm-hmm. or about to turn 21 and this is all like moving countries yeah. so when i was nine i moved from canada to france that's probably the biggest move of my whole entire life because mm-hmm. i mean i changed continents what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> thanks dad for the trauma <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be another episode about it just cut it off here <laughs> And then when I was 13, I moved from France to the UK. And then at 18, I moved from UK back to France, mm-hmm. which 
I don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, and yeah, then, but for studies, right? Just yeah, so. I moved to study. And then at 21, 2021, I moved here to Amsterdam. So that's like my whole life situation with moving abroad. And yeah, I think it's a little bit not your typical Definitely story not. when it comes to moving abroad. So I have a little bit more more experience or like a different experience when it comes to like yeah, the whole process of it. No, I think for sure. And I also think you're still very young and you've been already, like you've lived in so many places, like actually lived, you know, not like traveling, but like experience, Yeah. like local from life. Age. From I always a very say young that age. like when I moved at nine, that's when like I grew up. That's insane. Like that, you already that was have, like childhood. Did you already have siblings back, back then? Yeah, I had, so I have two brothers and a younger sister, but when we moved, it was like my two younger mm. brothers. So, so your sister was born in the UK? She was born in France. She's a little oh. Parisian girl. She was born in Paris. Yeah, that's actually crazy. It's like her biggest, like, brag. <laughs> Honestly. And then living in the UK, yeah. huh? Little princess. <laughs> Honestly. What's your f- sister's name? Uh, Katarina. Katarina, hi. <laughs> Just, maybe she's listening. Yeah, hi, Katusha. <laughs> hi, Katusha. That's also how I call my mom. It's so cute. Because my mom is Katarina, but Eastern European, so we also hate Katusha. Yeah. Yeah. What a journey, huh? What about your story? Oh, yeah. For me, it's much, yeah, less fun, like more boring. And I feel like also more typical, uh, especially for people in Central Europe, for sure. Mm-hmm. And in the US as well. Uh, I moved abroad when I was 17, which I think is pretty young when you move countries as well. Definitely. Especially I moved from Russia to European Union. And um, I think my biggest lay and biggest nightmare was that no one in my family or in our circle have done that before yeah. so I moved to the country alone my mom moved, uh, came with me she stayed for like 10 days and then she, she never came back yeah that. exactly and also I was like homegirl in a way that uh, yeah my mom was a housewife so we would be all the time together like she would bring me like a driver to all my extra classes and stuff and then I was just literally alone like, not knowing how to cook and stuff like this. Although I was always very responsible, that's also why I think my parents were allowing me to do that, yeah, to actually yeah. move. But still, it was crazy. But still at 17 years old. Yeah. I actually didn't get into uh, Amsterdam University just because I was 17 and they required everyone to be 18. Wow. Yeah. So that was my move. And then once I also moved, uh, when I think I was 19 or 20, to, oh, 20, uh, to Austria for my semester abroad for exchange program. I lived in Vienna for half a year and then I moved back uh, to Amsterdam and then COVID hit. So yeah, yeah that's my moving But you history. also experienced a few cultures then as well. That's for sure. And also, you know, living in the Netherlands has experienced a few culture in general. <laughs> like honestly, because especially in Amsterdam, because it's a city of expats, so you're constantly learning about others. And I was also the only one uh, in my year who was Russian. Mm-hmm. So I honestly believe I was very lucky because I couldn't connect with Other the same Russian, culture. And you weren't like in your bubble. With I like was all not Russian in a bubble people. at all. And I also realized my level of English was really low compared to all my classmates because they studied in Boston, in the UK, in the US. So they were really like professional and proficient. And I was, I just passed my IELTS test, which is like equivalent of TOEFL in the US. And like I, I passed it, of course, but it was not it. It was not giving and serving at all. <laughs> so yeah, that was my basically my story. Mm. But looking back, it's crazy. Like honestly. So what made you want to move? Why did you move? Uh, first of all, I planned on moving much earlier. 
first my parents wanted to send me to the UK to like a boarding school mm -hmm. but my parents in this case specifically they gave me trauma but different uh, they were really open like they really asked me if I wanted to do that and also my parents had to like save up for that like I'm from a mid-class okay for Russia probably more wealthier family but for European it's not wealthy at all so my parents had to save up for this so they literally asked me if I'm interested and I always wanted to move abroad because I wanted to learn about new cultures I wanted to make friends when I was younger it was just that and I also wanted to speak fluent English and I wanted to learn about a profession in English so it was like this kind of decision and also think of that I was already in a relationship with my current husband back then boyfriend for three years so it was I was conscious enough to go to move from him for four years I had things that actually were keeping you to do. stay yeah right? yeah but, but I chose me yeah mm -hmm. slay yes always choose yourself put yourself always first. always girls ladies men <laughs> and binary everyone choose yourself but yeah so um that was kind of the case it was a lot of small little reasons yeah and then I moved to Europe and I met people from all around the world like one of my best friends she's Venezuelan another one is Belgian another one is Swiss French so like they're all from different yeah continents and countries and when they would tell me stories of their lives I was like oh that how it could be wow I mean grateful for how it went for me but being here kind of saved me from going insane as well like mm -hmm. it sounds horrible but I think a lot of people can relate to that so yeah that was my kind of escape plan as well so there's yeah. like certain things that influence like I wanted to have good education I wanted to make sure I learn about new cultures and speak fluent English or maybe another language as well um, yeah, and I was like escaping my own family because I knew that if I would stay in the same city with them, I would never be that free and independent, basically. Yeah, but so I that's, think that's very relatable. Like yeah. people seeing that they can't stay where they're they are, or yeah. they feel like they can't grow where they are, and that's why they move. Yeah, and I also knew that I wanted to do journalism and marketing, so like something creative but connected to communications. And I always knew that, let's say also in, in Russia, journalism is completely dead because it's crazy censorship. So there was always a ceiling. There was always a ceiling of you graduating, let's say, bachelor's, then you can do master's, whatever. But there was always a ceiling. You either work at an agency or the corporate placement or placement. And there was never, like, Russia has its own world. And I knew the world was bigger than Russia. So I wanted to explore the world. And I still think I'm going to move a, a few times. Mm -hmm. I'm just on my certain path of becoming European now. But <laughs> in general, I, I know that I'm very open. And although I love Netherlands and Amsterdam, I still feel like... I think that's also crazy yeah. that like once you move the first time, of course, it's very difficult. But it kind of opens <laughs> up your head and you realize, yeah, it's difficult, but it's not as hard or as impossible as you might have thought at the beginning and you it makes you want to move to like another place yeah do you think that influenced you as well that that you actually moved a lot as a kid and then you yeah decided i feel to like moving um when i was younger made me now be less i don't know less scared to move mm -hmm. but why did you decide to move to france so I decided to move to France after I finished high school for studies mm -hmm. and I thought France so this is also like I thought France was a good place to go because I had a previously lived there already uh -huh. and I kind of understood the country or like the people and I it was 
a kind of like a safe next step mm-hmm. if that makes sense and I also had my I guess in English their godparents living there so like yeah. I had some kind of someone that could take care of me so I moved abroad by myself but still it was kind of a, like a safe, safer choice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's why I decided to move to France but that being said it was still hard like I feel like we romanticize moving abroad so much that it's like this magical beautiful like journey where like you move your whole life just aligns everything like falls into place and is perfect but that's not really the reality of the situation I don't think it's hard moving abroad like by yourself or even if you move abroad with someone there's like so much people don't talk about finding new friends fitting into your job settling down filling out paperwork and stuff like that when I moved back to France when I was 18 years old I remember like the first couple of weeks I was so sad and lonely and scared that I would literally go to my godparents apartment and sleep on their couch oh my god (laughs) it breaks my heart I would sleep on their couch and they lived a little bit I was studying in Paris and they lived a little bit outside of Paris I would sleep on their couch and then I would go an hour to university in the morning like travel just so I wouldn't be alone and it took Mm -hmm. me a very long time to be comfortable being by myself it's not easy yeah you're also from a big family yeah I was always used to having like a full house always noise and all of a sudden I'm in this little apartment by myself like I was I was not used to it no so it took me a very long time to adjust and even like the first year living by myself in Paris I remember I would count down days until I would see my family I would literally count down the days it was like my happiest when I went for a weekend home so I just want to like make that so clear that even if you like see stuff on social media, how amazing it is to move abroad or like yeah, I think social media romanticizes it. A I lot. think a lot. Even I do it myself on my like <laughs> on my Instagram. I like make so many videos about how like how much I loved moving abroad and how but like. Let's be honest. It's also because you're now currently in the stage where you are accepting that and enjoying it. That's what I also want to say. So when I moved at eighteen, that was I was sad, lonely, scary, of course. But then my mindset when I moved again to Amsterdam at 20 was completely different. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Like, I had not one sad moment. I wasn't counting down days to see my family. I was so, like, ready. She still does, that's life. But it's it's a different count. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I was more prepared or more ready or, like, understood the process a lot more. I romanticize moving abroad a lot now, but it's because actually the way that I think about it now it's different yeah of course because you have experienced certain things you grew from them i can also recall my first i guess two years before i moved to vienna two years at university were like horrible because also a lot of so i was friends with expats mostly so Mm -hmm. like with international students which made it easier because they were new as well but i can 100 say that maybe 80 percent a zero of them had something connected to the Netherlands. So for example, my friend whose journey was also very tough, she had a boyfriend who was Dutch. She was doing everything on her own. They were not living together. She had her student visa, so she's like independent woman slay. <laughs> but she had her boyfriend uh, of pretty long term back then already, who is Dutch. His parents were Dutch, so they would have dinners together. They would, She would go to their house, pet their cats, you know, like this kind of little things. Or when she would move, they would help her with the car and I had to grab everything on my back and move. So again, not comparing who had the better or worse experience. It's more like I was always lonely all the time and it was tough and I had to grow, grow over it basically. Like how to say it? Yeah. Like to like accept it, embrace it and 
understand that yeah you own your own kit like taylor swift line but that's you love, true you love a good taylor swift lyric. i love a good taylor swift <laughs> lyric yeah but that's true because like it's i think even now you can confirm that you can have the funniest most amazing day with your friends but then you come back home and it's just you home yeah and sometimes you need it huh let's be honest sometimes yeah. you really need it you need your own space your own time even if you're in a relationship i live with a guy so sometimes i need my own space but it's more like when it's you and the walls all the time that's insane that's driving you crazy so yeah of course so then it's very understandable that you would travel for an hour to see your godparents yeah just so i wouldn't be alone for like a little bit yeah but i guess yeah like you said you have to like embrace the loneliness learn how to accept it it's not going to be like that always as well yeah that's actually when you look back i had four years of living on my own and i have forever hopefully (laughs) of my life when I'm going to live with someone. And now you appreciate those of moments alone, right? It was so good. <laughs> I feel like now I appreciate it so much. Like just being by myself in between seeing friends or traveling or studying or even studying on my own. Like it was a great time. Not the first few months, but afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after the rain comes the rainbow. <laughs> wow. Is it also tail shift? No. But that's true. That's yeah. true. And I think I already touched upon it with um, romanticizing, but I think there's another side of it that at the end of the day, it was worth it for us. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everyone has to move abroad. abroad. Yeah, it's true. I think with our generation and how easy it is to like fly and move around mm-hmm. and that it's, there's a lot more pressure now mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. Compared to, for example, our parents. Were people moving that much when their parents were no. our age? No. They no. were like staying in their hometown forever. Mm-hmm. So I think or maybe a capital of the country that was already Yeah, and that insane. was already huge. Yeah, when someone would go study like in a capital or like in a bigger city, yeah. everyone would talk about it like, wow, that's, that's crazy. You're like in the big city. Yeah. Imagine like moving to another country. That was yeah. like, almost unheard of. So you can always try with yeah. going to a bigger city. Exactly. Or even Baby just, steps. Yeah. That's also okay. Or you can go to actually like move abroad and if it doesn't work out, don't put too much pressure on yourself. No. I mean, we definitely did and it was worth it, but I also know people who put pressure on themselves, on their self. Yeah, on their, their I don't self. know actually. Oh my God, I'm not native either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they put pressure and it wasn't worth it. Yeah. So be just open towards both ways. Yeah. Sometimes I also wanted to give up. My biggest advice would be, a piece of advice would be to focus on yourself first. Mm. Don't do it for your parents. Mm. Don't do it for your partner. Do it for yourself. No matter if you stay or go, do it for yourself. I agree. You know, like on an airplane, remember the instructions, put a mask, the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help the kids. No, but that's true. So you could say, after rain, the rainbow comes, bitch. And I cannot say an analogy with the airplane. But that's true. They always say, put the fucking mask on yourself first. And then help your child. Because if you help the child first, you're going to die. Guys, don't forget to read the instructions on the airplanes. Please. So do you have any advice for moving abroad? For example, like steps to take. It's very hard for me to say. Because for me, it was very spontaneous at the end. So we've been talking about it. But then the last year of my high school was actually when we took a step, which Mm -hmm. is very late, especially when you're non-European in terms of uh, passport, because you need to apply much earlier than European people. But 
I'd say when you already have thoughts, just go for it. If you are, if you have possibilities, if your family can support you or you can support yourself, just go for it. Just try it out. That just don't get scared to not go. And then if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. That's like my biggest advice. And also, of course, do it for yourself. Yeah. That's what we already covered. Always do it for yourself. Don't do it for your parents. Don't do it for anyone. Don't do it because no one in your family had education abroad. Don't do it for that. Do it for your own sake. Do it for your own dreams. Do your research. We have so much, so many social media channels now, visual ones like TikTok, for example. In 30 seconds, people tell you about their lives or like how they applied for a certain job or for a certain university. So do your research, pre-research, like, you know, everything and just go for it. Yeah, exactly. And then you can always just say no and yeah. go back or choose another path or move again. Options are There are certain ways. limitations. I also want you guys to understand that we know about limitations because, again, I'm non-European, so... To we be, know it's not easy. It's yeah. not easy. Yeah. So when I say it, maybe it sounds like it's easy, but it wasn't easy for us even in terms of papers, for example, mm-hmm. right? Because in order to work in the Netherlands, I have to get a sponsorship and mm-hmm. not every company can sponsor you so even if i'm the best professional ever which i am we love a self good self-esteem no but even if i can fulfill my tasks really well eight of ten companies cannot get me on board or will choose an easier candidate so yeah i feel like that's like my very vague advice but what would you say no i agree with everything that you said to just at the end of the day pull the trigger and go for it yeah do your research you want to do it do it do it for yourself don't force it don't force it you can always move again if something's not working out you can go back to your where you originally came from and i think it's also important just to add that it's supposed to be scary Mm -hmm. for sure don't let that put you off like the difficulty and how scared you feel because you grow out of that Mm -hmm. like you grow when you're uncomfortable and that's totally fine and you're going to learn so much through the process no matter what decision that you make at the end of the day, it's only a positive. You're going to learn something out of it. I agree. Right? Yeah. And also for a lot of Eastern Europeans, because I can only talk from that side, mm. I feel like we, we get a lot of pressure because there is no gap here. You have to graduate, then you have to study, then you have to get a job, or maybe already get married and have kids. So like there's, of course, it's developing now, but still, it's still there. So I would say, don't forget you have time. Like, yes. if you graduate and you're 17 and you feel like you're not ready, yeah, go That's study so for good. a year at a university in your city. Or go and study in a bigger city to see if you're actually capable of being by yourself. And then next year, try out abroad. That's, that's such good time. advice. Like, yeah. life is not a race. No. Don't compare no. yourself where other people are in 100%. their lives. Like, you're on your own timeline. For sure. <laughs> and I know it, it can be very tough also with your surrounding, with your friends or parents. There can be people who, who don't understand why you want to move or people who don't understand why you want to stay. But just do you. Like, no, honestly, don't listen to it's your people. life. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, I can confirm that in a few years uh, after your graduation, your parents are going to forget about you in a way that they're not going <laughs> to control you that much anymore. Your parents are going to forget about you. <laughs> but that's true. Like, at first they like, super controlling or, like, checking in all the time. And then they're, like, having their own life because you're getting older. They're like, whoa, they're responsible. Like, they have their stuff Okay, together. they can do it. Exactly. <laughs> they got this. Yeah, so, yeah, don't think about that. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. It's much easier to speak now, like, looking back at all those years. But at the end of the day, you are going to be an adult. 
and it's going to be your life and you don't want to blame your mom or your best friend for the rest of your life for not doing something or for oh, doing yeah. something. you should honestly also it's better to do something than to regret not doing it and always wish that you had done it i agree right I agree. Yeah. Live life with no regrets. Yo- YOLO. Is that still a thing? Do people say YOLO? I never heard of that. What no. is that? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. YOLO. You only live once. I know they have. <gasps> yeah. Guys. You only live once, I know, but I didn't know it was abbreviation. YOLO. I feel like when I was 11, 12, that was like the thing. Like you just said YOLO. For yeah, everything. I was an Eastern European seven years old. <laughs> In Russia, girl, they so. didn't have this. No. <laughs> we knew what LOL was like when I was already 14. <laughs> no, that's true. I tell you, it's a separate world. I also told Anna before we started that I think this one's going to be like one of the smoothest episodes. Easiest to talk about. Yeah, Yeah, because we're just talking about our own experience Mm -hmm. and we're still in it. You know, that's the thing. So And we might experience it again. Who knows? Yeah, soon, hopefully. Go go next. Yeah, I also think that it's kind of a psychological thing when you're running from yourself a bit. But that's not bad. No. Because I also dis- I'm also discovering who I am in this journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, when I came to Amsterdam, I was running away from, like, my life yeah. before and, like, everything that I was feeling. And mm-hmm. it turned out incredible, more yeah. than incredible. And I'm so happy that I came here. Basically, that's Should it. Should we, just, like, leave on a positive note? Like, mm-hmm. something inspirational. Do you have an inspirational something well, that you can Well, yeah, share? I can. Uh, when I moved here, again, I was 17, I thought that I might move back because of my boyfriend but in the end of the day it worked out Mm -hmm. so I'm here with my boyfriend Uh, and what I wanted to say actually was that I never thought in my life that I could do anything on my own and actually could do a lot and in August I have an appointment for my Dutch residence um, sorry uh, for my Dutch citizenship so hopefully in a year or two I'm becoming Dutch that's So I'm going to be European, so I'm going to experience being European. Because I know know a lot of people can relate to things like cancelled or not approved visas, like UK, US things. Um, So yeah, that's my positive note, that at the end of the day, my struggles turned out into me building a family in a completely different country, where I could never imagine living, and living good life. Yeah. Like... Literally, we were in a flower market today, yeah. and we're going to have drinks after recording this, and I'm going to my friend, friend's birthday tonight, who is Iranian, and actually from Canada, crazy. and I'm also seeing my Australian friend How at the table, German friend, and friend from Lebanon, and we're a friend group, and I'm forever grateful that I could connect with people. With all of these people, same with Which me, tonight I'm going out with friends from Canada, and uh, we have a friend that's visiting from Copenhagen, it's like, insane. for the weekend. Like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. So lucky. But also, we did this ourselves. We yep. made this happen. Don't underestimate yourself. Never underestimate yourself. Mm-hmm. Period. So Period. Period. <laughs> 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 Dot. Yeah. Well. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think this one is pretty positive. I love this episode. I love this episode. <laughs> I love this episode. Okay. Then we see you next week. Yeah. Talk to you next week. La 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 la. <laughs> it's okay.